Hello and welcome to the Ahead of the Game podcast. Hi there, welcome to today's show. We're going to talk about the upcoming weekend of action in the Scottish Premiership. Um, We had a special episode that we did last night uh, reacting to Celtic's Champions League draw. So if you'd like to find that, you can find it on the uh, Facebook page or the website. Uh, But for now, it's all about the domestic action. Um, So we can kind of go through the games, I suppose. We've got a Friday night game this week. Rangers (coughs) travelling to face Kilmarnock this evening. Um, looks like Joe Garner might be making his debut. Do you think he'll be a, a big hit straight away or take him some time? It may take him a little bit of time. He didn't really hit the ground running last year. Um, he, he didn't really score a lot of goals and he admitted that himself. We spoke to him after the Rangers Motherwell game um, last Saturday and he said that, that his form over the last year hasn't been hasn't been brilliant. Um, so it may, I think it would be unfair to expect him to, to hit the ground running straight away. Um, Rangers... I think we've, we touched on it last week on Monday as well. Rangers didn't look brilliant against Motherwell. They managed to grind out a result, and they got it. They got the job done. I think they will win tonight. Um, I, th- I think we, we will. Whether he starts or whether he gets brought on, I think I don't know if Mark Warburton will start uh, Joe Garner tonight, but I think he will play at some point. Um, and if he gets a goal, it might it might ignite something. It might spark him any action. But I don't. I think it'd be a bit a bit harsh on the lad to expect him to come in and start battering. Hat tricks left, right, and centre. Mm. As poor as Kilmarnock are. Yeah. Saying uh, that, I think it's a good game to bring him in because yeah. Kilmarnock obviously have been a wee bit all at sea defensively, and oh, Miles Addison is going to be missing tomorrow as well. Mm-hmm. Um, who is their kind of rock in the middle of the defence there? You know, so it might be a good game to to kind of blood uh, Garner in and see if he can get a goal and, and set something alight, as Scott says there, um, because. With the greatest will in the world, Kamarnock haven't been in the best form. They're low in confidence, and you know any striker would you know relish the opportunity to go up against that defence at the moment. As far as Rangers are concerned, um, Chris Jack was in here last week saying that their problem is that they haven't really put together a 90-minute performance yet. Do you think this should really be the game that they'll be aiming to actually impress from start to finish? Yeah, they should be. Um, I mean, Chris is right in what he said. I mean, I've seen Rangers a couple of times this season. They've, they've not really. They've not really set the hair alight. The, the only the only game that I thought they looked really really good was against Stranraer. But can you judge their their Premiership credentials on how how comfortably they they strolled against Stranraer? Probably not. I got a bit of, I got some pelters with my match report that night because I said they they looked really good. They did, but since then they've they've um, they've had it tough in the, the top flight. But as to be honest, as as the majority of us in here predicted, they would you know yeah. there was a lot of momentum coming from last season, even though they lost uh, or they sorry they went a, a wee bit of a winless run towards the end of the campaign but they were always going to, they were always going to find it difficult take Celtic out of the equation you're going up against an Aberdeen team that did well last year Hearts are always going to make it difficult Motherwell are no pushovers and I think but to be honest I think the surprising game of all was the first one against Hamilton I think with the Rangers unfurling the flag at Ibrox and, and 50,000 there and Hamilton tip for relegation I think I think that was a massive reality check for a lot of Rangers fans who thought the team were going to come up and absolutely steamroller mm-hmm. Hamilton in and out. You know, here we are, we're back, and it's not it's not been that way, and they've not kicked on. Um, they've managed to get points on the board. Um, you, you can't argue with that. Since then, obviously they beat Dundee, then they beat Motherwell, but they've had to grind these results out. But I think you're right. If there's going to be a team that range uh, that Rangers are really going to are going to hit, kick on with, you really would expect them to do it tonight. Yeah, I mean, I think you know. Um, not as much a reality check. I think a lot of Rangers fans coming up did, you know, expect that um, it was it was going to be difficult. I mean, if you look at where Rangers are recruiting their players from, um, mostly it's the lower leagues in England, um, who you know that's a breeding ground where a lot of Scottish teams are getting their players from these days. 
Obviously, Rangers will have a wee bit better quality because they pay a bit better, but it's not going to be massive, the difference between the Rangers players coming up. It's not going to be like it was in the, the old days when you had guys like Brian Loudrup and, and Gascoigne who other teams could only dream about, you know, and, and they were visibly and, you know, hugely better than, than what the other teams had to offer. Um, so I think it was always going to be difficult for Rangers coming up. What they can take heart in is that even though they haven't played well, they're sitting top of the table, you know, with um, two wins and a draw. Now, granted that, you know, it was a very stuffy kind of performance against Motherwell and they just got there in the end and the Hamilton performance wasn't great either. They've still got points on the board um, and they're still at this early stage setting the pace, although Celtic have played a game less. Well, uh, Derek Johnson's written in the Evening Times today about the the point that if they win this game tonight, they'll be top <coughs> of the table ahead of the Old Firm game on September the 10th. And uh, he, he thinks there's that give them a big psychological boost. Do you think there's much in that? Is that an important element to this? I don't think so at all. I mean, it's, it's far too early to yeah. say that, you know, being top of the table, a low ranger will take heart from the fact they've got those points on the board. They won't be looking at the table and going, oh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're leading the way. And I don't think Celtic will be thinking they're playing catch-up at all at this stage, even if Celtic were to lose tomorrow and, and Rangers were to win I don't think they'd be that perturbed about it at this stage of the season I mean you're only three or four games yeah. in I don't mm. think it's going to have a massive effect I think I think Celtic would probably have expected to have gone into the Old Firm game certainly not ahead maybe level or, or, or slightly behind the way the, the SPFL fixture computer um, spat out the fixtures for this season I thought actually set things up quite nicely for, mm. for the Old Firm game I mean Celtic have had not an easy start. Obviously, they've had the, the the game over against Inter Milan, but the first game of the season they're away. They're away at Tynecastle. They've had to play St Johnston away. They've now got Aberdeen at home. You know, it's pretty much as hard as it possibly could have been for them. I mean, that that's the that's the teams that finished second, third, and fourth last year behind them. They've had to play in the in, in the in the first three games. Meanwhile, Rangers have had to play. <clears throat> kind of, with all due respect. As many as a lot of people predicted them to be cannon fodder at Hamilton at home, albeit they did get they did get held. They've had to play Motherwell, who who did well last season, but a lot of people weren't sure how they were going to be. And they've had to play Dundee, who didn't make it at the top six last year. So Rangers, and they're, they're now playing Kilmarnock, another team that were tipped for relegation. So you would have to say that out of the two, Celtic have had a really, really, really difficult to start. So I don't think you can read too much into league placings because, like I said, I think. Um, Celtic would have been happy just to be level with them or within touching distance because they know that if they win the Old Firm game then that's them back in top with a game in hand yeah. and then all of a sudden the momentum completely swings yeah. if there is any momentum with the Rangers just now I'm not sure that there is but the momentum certainly moves moves to Celtic if there yeah. is any They're going to have the conspiracy theorists out and forth now with of the, the fixture computer So <laughs> do, you think, do you give any chance to Kilmarnock in this game tonight and what were your predictions? I don't Thing. I'm not saying they don't have any chance at all, but I think Addison missing is a huge blow for them. Confidence is low. I just can't see them getting the result. I think Rangers will do it. I think it'll be two now. Yeah, I would. It's hard to see beyond Rangers. I mean, as much as they were stuffy, as Graham said against Motherwell last week, I was there for the the Sunday Herald uh, and the Evening Times as well. I I, I don't think I don't think Rangers looked great. Um, however, I've seen both Rangers and Kilmarnock this season. I run both both of them playing Motherwell. Um, and I just I just think Rangers will have enough about them to try and to try and break down try and break down this Ranger uh, this Kilmarnock team. I mean, if Kilmarnock can get into the break nil nil or even a, even a goal up, then that can add a different slant in things. Um, 
but they, they did look quite one-dimensional when I saw them in the first game of the season. It was only whenever um, the, the boys Sully up front and they had um, they brought Chris Boyd on as well. Having the two of them there seemed to... I mean, I think you were at the, the, the Hamilton the Hamilton game. Yeah, yeah. He, having the two of them on the park at the one time... It made a huge difference. Made a huge difference. Yeah. But will Lee Clark be brave enough to play with two up front against Rangers? I don't think he will. I think he'll, I think I think Boyd will be in the bench and he'll go with one. Then if, they need, if they're searching for a goal the last 20 minutes, they might put the two of them up front. So yeah. for that reason, I think... I think Hamilton Falkirk I think Kilmarnock's bet the way they've played best this season is with two up front but I don't think they'll play that way against Rangers and therefore I don't think I don't think they'll get much I think even if Lee Clark wasn't brave enough to do it at Hamilton he's not going to do it um, against Rangers but I mean he played Chris Boyd up there himself um, when I saw him um, at the Super Seal Stadium as it's called now and it was you know for the, for the first hour it was completely you know devoid of any sort of fluidity doesn't seem to be a plan. Some of the guys that were on there, I mean, they've obviously got a lot of new signs. Um, they didn't seem to know each other's names. There was a guy, George Green, who came in the day before and he's trying to shout at one of his teammates and he's just shouting, hey, hey, you know, because he doesn't know his name. Same thing happened so, last weekend yeah. when a guy, Charlie Adams, just came in. Yeah, and yeah. so, I mean, I worry for Kamal, even at this early stage, I know that Inverness aren't doing so well either and Hamilton aren't doing so well, but they were my tip to go down and I've not seen anything so far to suggest that that might change. Right, well, um, the big game on Saturday is Celtic versus Aberdeen, uh, the top two from last season. Um, the big news that seems to have come out from Brendan Rodgers' press conference this morning is that Stefan Johansson is leaving, which um, won't come as much of a surprise to anyone. But um, do you think that's the right decision? He's not really been on, in favour since Rodgers has come in anyway. Um, it's a shame because he won the he won the Player of the Year award not last season but the season before that and under Ronnie Dial in the first year he was an absolute sensation. He is a he is a terrifically talented football player. Um, for whatever reason last year he completely lost his way. Um, as to be in fairness, he wasn't the only one under Ronnie Dial in the second year. James Forrest, prior to being exiled from the team, looked a shadow of the player that we're now seeing. Um, and there was a couple of players that took a dip in form. It's a shame because I really like Stefan Johansson. Um, he's a nice guy. He, he's a terrific footballer. And I, I mean, I was away in pre-season with Celtic in Slovenia, and he, he looked a, he looked a new player then. He, he, at that point, <laughs> to be fair, along with Scott Allen, you looked at the two of them and thought they could have a big, big part to play this season because the two of them worked really, really well together. Um, obviously, Scott Allen's now away out on loan, and it looks as if Stefan Johansson's going. So, I think he will be a loss, but. With Celtic obviously now in the Champions League and Peter Lawwell um, uh, indicating that he's he's going to he's going to open the biscuit tin and let let um, let the millions float towards Brendan Rodgers, which he was quoted in the papers this morning. I wouldn't be overly worried if I was a Celtic fan. Brendan clearly has a handle on his team. He knows he's got to get his midfield numbers down, um, and I think there still is time for Celtic to bring more in this this window, and I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Do you expect them to spend the majority of that? You know, it's twenty between twenty five thirty million pounds they're probably going to get from the Champions League. Do you expect them to actually spend those big fees to bring in players now, especially given how tough their group's going to be in, in the Champions League? No, um, I don't think they'll spend the majority of the money. I think they will spend, um, and I think the board have to back Brendan Rodgers after what he's achieved with not the limited resources, but he's taken what's essentially Ronnie Daly's team from last season with a couple of added players and taken them albeit only just, but got them into the group stages, which, you know, is a fantastic achievement. Just touching on Stefan Johansson, I think it is a shame that, you know, he has left the club just now, but um, it would have been nice to see 
if Brendan Rodgers could have had the same effect on him that he's had on the likes of James Forrest yeah you know? no definitely um, because undoubtedly he's a really talented player but um, you know we're not going to see if he could resurrect his Celtic career in that way and probably at this t- stage in time it's good for both parties to have a clean break but in that area they're so well endowed with players you know even though I know Callum McGregor didn't cover himself in much glory the other night but there's other options there um, so I don't know I, I think certainly there'll be one or two players brought in of high quality and I think you will see two or three by Scottish standards really good fees paid but I don't think they'll be spending £25 million or, or whatever it's a, it's a, sorry just a, just a kind of last night it is a shame but as Graham kind of touched on Stephen Johansson he can play in a multitude of uh, multiple positions. He can play as a, a kind of holding defensive midfield, and he can play a little bit further forward. He's got a great engine in him. I think he's tailor made for for the English game down south. Um, and I think if he gets a little bit of time in the ball, he has got he is he can be a box to box player when he wants to be. I think he'll be. I think he'll be. I think he'll really really shine down south. I think he'll do well. Um, we do have a question, and we did talk about this as I mentioned at the start quite a lot yesterday. So I just want a number from both of you. Davy Woods asking, how many points do you think Celtic will get in the Champions League groups? Oof, I think six would be realistic. Six. You know, maybe maybe seven. I think you know, away from home is going to be very difficult. Celtic's record in Europe away from home historically, obviously, is really poor, um, and with the standard of opposition they're coming up against. I can't see them getting much on the road, I've got to say, if anything. Um, at home, different story, obviously. It doesn't matter that they've shown that in that atmosphere, you know, it's like strange things can happen. You can beat some of the best teams in Europe. Barcelona, obviously, know that um, in the relative recent past. Um, however, if they can get two home wins against Munchen Gladbach, potentially, who, you know, they're a great team as well, um, and one of the other two, Barca and Man City, I fancy they could probably be Man City at home, just with the whole Battle of Britain thing and, and mm. everything, the, the whole atmosphere around the fixture. If they do that, I think it's been a successful campaign, considering the, the, the talent that they're up against. The Man City just wanted a number from you. Seven. Seven, right. Six and seven. There you go. Uh, right. And as for... I As for Aberdeen tomorrow, they... <laughs> They had, they had a good record against Celtic last season yeah. in that they got two home wins, but they, they didn't manage to do the same in Glasgow. Do you think they have a chance of uh, upsetting them? Uh, this, this, um, this Celtic-Aberdeen fixture doesn't quite have the same sex appeal it had, it had last year. Celtic are a, a lot, lot stronger. Um, even take away the fact that the new personnel of, of Scott Sinclair looks really good. Nambelli started scoring goals. You've got Cola Toure at the back. Even take that away, Rodgers has got them more drilled, well organised, their, their ball retention's better, um, the way they hunt to get the ball back again, um, the tempo of their play as well is much higher than what it ever was under Ronnie Dyla. So I don't think Aberdeen are going to get clo- as close to Celtic on terms of field position and play as they did last year. Um, Aberdeen haven't had the best start in the league either, you know, that they've they've been a bit of a slow burner a lot of questions over especially after Maribor put them out of Europe as well if they can mount the same kind of challenge um, this year as they did last I, I tipped them at the start of the season to finish second now I'm, I'm I'm not so sure to be fair Hearts have been a bit stuttering as of Rangers but in regards to this this fixture I think Celtic will be a bit like Rangers tonight over Kamarnock I think they'll be a bit a bit too strong um, and I, I, to be honest I'd, I'd say 2-0 Celtic okay. I think I would have got a chance though because Celtic, it's a great 
time to go to Celtic Park after they've had the, the exertions of the other night for their long trip. Um, the actual effort, and I know the performance wasn't the best, but the effort and the miles run by Celtic must have been quite considerable the other night. So I'd expect Brendan Rodgers to make some changes for the, 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 the game on Saturday, even though it's a, a really important match. So they do have a chance, but I was up at Pataudry last Saturday for their game against Partick Thistle, and I actually thought Partick Thistle should have got a draw out of it. Um, Aberdeen, you know, maybe just shaded the match, but they did certainly look vulnerable at the back. Um, so going to Celtic Park, not in the best defensive form and not in the most confident form, I'd expect Celtic to shade it, but I think Aberdeen do have a chance. The one, the one of the things you mentioned there about the Celtic coming back from the Champions League uh, on a long trip on Tuesday, I think that might work in Celtic's favour because Ronnie Dyla did say we'll never play that bad, we'll, we'll not play that badly again. And I think if they'd come off uh, from a game that was filled, filled with heroics, Brendan then you, um, what did I say? Ronnie Dyla. <laughs> Ronnie Dyla. <laughs> Flashback a year. Um, yeah, Brendan Rodgers turned around and said that. Um, They'll not play that badly again. I think I think a lot of the Celtic team will have a point to prove that they've managed to get that kind of glitch out of their system. Um, but we'll, we'll wait and see. Well, give them hard. When he did make some wholesale changes, it was against the Motherwell in the Cup and they won 5-0, as we know. So Celtic do have good strength and depth to cope yeah. with that. But, you know, I wouldn't write off Aberdeen completely. No, not. So, Partick versus Hearts. You'll be out tomorrow. Yep. Scott, you'll be at Motherwell versus Dundee. What are you expecting from your respective games starting with you, Um I think, unfortunately for Thistle fans, um, it might be, you know, they've not actually scored against Hearts since 2014, and I can see tomorrow going much the same way. Um, for whatever reason, I just think that the actual qualities that the Hearts team have, obviously, it's a cliche to say that they're, they're very physical, they are, but they're also a good football and say to move the ball quickly when they're on song. So if they do play like they did last year at Firhill, I can see them running out comfortable winners maybe 2-0 um, which you know they won 4-0 last year so I guess it's an improvement and it looks like they're keeping hold of Callum Patterson as well is that yeah. quite, quite a positive thing for Scottish football as a whole to see a club actually resisting quite big money from down south yeah well, we noticed that with the, the Marvin Johnson um, sort of episodes from Oxford United as well um, that some Scottish clubs are obviously deciding that you know we're not going to just accept the first offer that comes in for a talent. We've got a valuation, and if you don't meet it, then you know the player's going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's refreshing to see, um, and I think he is such a key player for Harps that to let him go out on the cheap, um, you know, the fans would be would be furious with that. They do have a, a good young defender, Liam Smith, who's a good right back, um, that could come in there. But and I think you know if Wigan do up their offer, it'd be a good move for the player as well. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's nice to see that. And Scott, for Motherwell tomorrow, uh, playing against Dundee side, who have started the season a lot better than people might have expected yeah. after Hemmings and Greg yeah. Stewart left. After they didn't do what Graham just said and decided yeah. to flog <laughs> their best two players yeah. for Washer. Um, don't have uh, clauses in the contracts, that's the, that's yeah. the trick. Um, Mother, Motherwell were excellent last week, especially especially after going ahead. They looked rocky for the first 20 minutes, and then, and then when they got that goal, it seemed to breathe life into them. Um, Dundee as well have done a lot better Marco Harris seems to be playing excellently a, a more advanced position than what maybe people have been used to seeing him from he's, fantastic. Um, he's, been, he's been doing really well got into the Scotland under 21 squad mm-hmm. unlike Chris Cadden of Motherwell um, I think we've run out of time for me to have a moan about this um, just just read Mark McGee's quotes in today's Herald and Evening Times you'll, you'll fill yourself in but he should, he should be in the squad I think Motherwell I've got a sneaking feeling Motherwell might, might get the three points for tomorrow Um 
they, they looked really well last week. They did well against Kilmarnock. They had an off day against St Johnston, but they seem to have. They seem to have the performance at Ibrox last week seems to have got the the kind of glitch out their system of and they've kind of tuned out the poor performances at Parkhead and at Far Park against St Johnston. So I think Motherwell might just shade it, um, but they're going to need Marvin Johnson. They're going to need Chris Cad and they're going to need Scott McDonald to play to play as they can mm-hmm. for them to to get it. But I'm going to go with two one Motherwell. Hard okay. overhead. Okay. Um, well, the remaining two games Hamilton against Ross County and Inverness Kelly Thistle are at home to St Johnson. This, these two games really are the home teams really needing to pick up some points, particularly Cali, who have yet to win a game. And also, Cali's next two games have got Aberdeen away and Celtic at home, so yeah. they really need to get some points here. Look at St Johnson. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> St Johnson are in a what, 14 game unbeaten run stretching in from last season, mm-hmm. um, so. I don't see any points for Inverness, unfortunately. Apart from last week. Well, apart from Celtic, but no count them. <laughs> <laughs> up, up until last week, they were yeah. in a 14 game unbeaten run, thanks, Scott. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they're in great form, um, and I, I can't see anything else than a way win from both those fixtures. You even have your form chart written out. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> it's turning a, com- <laughs> a comedy show. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be difficult for, for Hamilton and Inverness. I've not really seen a lot of Inverness this season, but from what I have, but I've seen a good bit of St Johnston. They look, they look terrific. Even last week, they came back from the dead against Celtic and almost, almost snatched a draw from it. Hamilton, I don't know. I, th- I, th- I begin to get worried if I was a Hamilton Aki's fan just now. They just don't seem to be, don't seem to be motoring at all. Ross County continue to do, can I, you know, d- d- defy logic. They've had a great start to the season. They've won two of the three games, so I think you're probably looking for a. If you were asked me to put money on it, I would say Ross County St Johnston. Mm-hmm. I think Dan Seaborn will do well for Hamilton, but he's not fit yet. Um, so he might be something that will help them in the longer term. But tomorrow, William Boyce be in form. I just I can see County. At least a 2 0 for County. Alright, well, thanks very much, Scott Mullen and Graham McGarry. We're going to wrap it up there for today. Uh, you can download all of this as a podcast if you want to on iTunes. It's free as well, which is always good. Uh, otherwise, we'll be back on Monday. So, thanks very much. Thanks for listening to Ahead of the Game. We'll see you again next time.